Welcome into the Sweat and Surf Podcast. I'm Evan Budgervich. Let's take a deep breath and focus on semester finals. Always the most stressful time of the year for these student athletes as they have a couple of days off from the season, but there's also some big tests coming up. It's not just on the court. We sat down with Jared Fries, the women's basketball academic coordinator, and got his thoughts on preparing for finals, kind of the process of getting ready for the end of the semester, and more importantly, what he's noticed from this team in terms of their hard work in the classroom that translates to a great GPA. So, Jared, tell me what the week of semester finals is like from your standpoint. When you have kids coming to the office, you have kids taking finals, and you're trying to help almost be that parent and guide them through this, this final process. Yeah, I think there's it's kind of two focuses. The first one is just an organizational thing. Do you, does everybody know when their finals are? Have they taken the time to, uh, to map that out? Make sure that they know that they meet at different times in their classroom, especially for those who are new because uh, it's so different than the regular semester schedule. So knowing when their finals are, knowing that the, we do have finals on Saturday, um, so not to be caught off guard by that. And then um, if they have, if you have three or more on the same day, you can move one as university policy. So if that's in their best interest, just getting ahead of it, looking out well in advance to know the schedule so that um, they can make a good plan to be successful. Um, so that's the big thing is just organizing and managing their study plan based on what they have coming and uh, which class in which order and making a priority list of how much time each class needs to do well in. Um, and then the other side of it is that managing the stress of it. It can be a lot. Um, they're in season, so their, their minds are focused in two different places. They have to perform well on the court. They do get the break for finals, but it comes right up to it. I was going to say, too, especially if they play a game, they get about a four or five days off from practice. Is it a, a different mindset for them? Because they're so used to being in season and, and going through classes and preparing for tests and whatever's going on. But now they kind of have those two or three days to just focus on, on the finals and get ready for the big test. I think so to a degree because so much of what we do in, in college athletics is, is the rhythm that you get used to, your patterns. And uh, I think it helps a lot, that structure of the repetition of your day being full. Um, it guides your time. And then you get to this point where you have large chunks of time unaccounted for, but they need to be focused on studying. Um, so it requires a lot of self-discipline there. Instead of the schedule dictating your choices, you have to choose it on your own. Um, and where now you might have the middle of the day free to study, and that hasn't been your norm. You've been studying after practice or here and there in between classes. So, yeah, uh, I, I do think it is a shift just having those gaps and then using them the right way instead of just taking naps, which is a tempting thing to do, right? Because uh, free time doesn't come often. Between the naps and the Netflix, you probably have a lot of things you have to keep an eye on throughout the day. In terms of this team themselves, how motivated is this group? We've seen them on the court. They work hard. They, they put in the hours there. But just in terms of doing well in the classroom and, and taking that with some pride as they go about their daily routine. Uh, th th this whole group really cares about their performance, I think, in all areas. So what you see on the court, I think they do in the classroom as well. Um, and I think it is a personal pride. I mean, there's an expectation from, from the staff and being a part of the program, I think, of doing your best academically. But they also have inward motivation. The, you know, these girls want to succeed. And they have a high ceiling. They know it, I think. Um, so they're pushing to their own standard there. Uh, so I think that's some of managing that time with the stress is not putting too much on themselves, uh, that it, it can be overwhelming, uh, but to trust their preparation. They've been working hard all semester. They've got good results across the board, and they, they're in a position to finish strong. 
Uh, but yeah, they're they're really self motivated. They work hard. What's something that maybe you notice about the wide degree of majors that a lot of these girls have? You know, typically in basketball, we'll see the communication degrees, the the, hu- the human interest degrees, but these are more wide ranging and some broad topics as well. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it, it shows that they're an interesting group that have their own um, their own curiosities and the things they want to explore that, that make sense for each one of them. There are a lot of collective individuals here with different passions, and I think you see it in their major choices. Because we do, we've got psychology, we've got um, exercise science, we've got this biology, the sciences, as well as social work, uh, a couple of those, and uh, math, which I think is always an interesting major for anyone because it's not common. So I love seeing those different choices where someone's uh, going their own way. I know you're not hands-on in terms of keeping eyes on them. They're pretty good at motivating themselves. But what's that like as as the academic coordinator when you see the end of the semester and you get to see the work the kids put in to, to get those grades and, and hopefully do well? Uh, with this group, I think particularly, it's it, I'm always impressed because they, they do very well. They have since I've been here, knock on wood. Uh, that I, but I'm sure it'll continue. Um, but every semester, it's kind of, I'm amazed at how strong they perform in the classroom. So it's really, I appreciate it for them because the reward, the payoff is there. Because I see their work, they come in, um, even those who don't have required study hall, you know, we have first year students uh, studying during designated times in here and I meet with them. But those who don't, the upperclassmen, they come in and they're putting in their own work. Um, so you can, so I see their dedication there. Uh, when they do have an off day, I'll see them in here in the afternoon where they would be at practice. They're getting caught up or getting ahead. Um, so it's great to see at the end of the semester that all of that paying off and their success there. Yeah, last semester you were, you were sharing the GPAs, a 3.2 for the team. That's been pretty consistent the last two or three years. I mean, just give us a sense of how that kind of sits in college basketball and, and what stands out about such a high GPA number. Oh, it's, I think it's really on the, on the top end. Um, I think it probably – can be pointed mostly to recruiting to start with. The coaches select individuals who fit their values and their, I mean, their culture and their work ethic. So they show up um, ready to succeed and with big goals. I think that has a lot to do with it is when I meet them and they tell me what they want to do, they have high ambition. And, um, you know, when they have a student gets a B on a biology test, that's not really a shocker to my world. They're like, no, B's really good and they want an A, so they're going to put that extra uh, work in there. Uh, so it's good to see that. I'm also curious with uh, Kiana Spate being a grad transfer and one, getting into a graduate program, two, managing that, which is a little different than an undergraduate program. Is there a way maybe you have to address that with her? Or how does she kind of adjust into all that, getting ready for grad school? Uh, she's fantastic. She she is independent and manages her stuff. Uh, so that's that's been great. You know, I don't have a lot of interaction with her because of that. And and the graduate level is a little bit different. You know, it's it's more uh, dependent on the student to take the initiative, which she has in spades. I think you know she. Uh, when I first met here, she was already uh, enrolled in the program. She had taken care of a lot of that. A lot of the times, we'll we'll talk through the process of application to a program, what steps are, and I'm involved in that conversation if a student on one of my teams is, is pursuing a grad option. Uh, but in her case. When I first met her on campus, she'd already completed the process, had her program, had already registered for classes. Um, I, I send general text messages, you know, to the team as a group about just different things they have to do. And a lot of times she's the first one uh, to have it done 
even with before I've asked. So uh, she <laughs> she doesn't need any help from me. She's she's got it all under control. Well, certainly being the oldest on the team, she definitely seems like the, the mom around who can kind of supervise. And it's it's nice to see that transition's been so easy for you. Yeah, you can just see the maturity there. I mean, she she showed up a college graduate, um, and everything that goes along with that. She's she's a very mature individual who uh, is confident in her own ability and is performing well. I know your relationship with coaches is vital, just keeping them informed and, and letting them know what's going on. Is there a coach, obviously Ronnie Fisher is one you talk to, but is there an assistant you kind of communicate with a lot? And what's that dynamic like working with this women's staff? Um, there's, they're split. They have their own groups um, among the, the assistant staff. So it kind of depends on the individual. I'd say Coach Hall, like Megan, we talk more than some of the others, I think, with uh, she's, she's just been here a long time, so she knows our institution. Um, she's been involved with the students on the academic side for a while, so she's pretty keyed into what's going on um, and really knowledgeable in that way. So we have good conversations, um, and, and they, they meet with their students regularly and discuss academics. So as stuff comes up, they'll reach out, um, and, and we'll talk things through if they have a need that needs to be addressed. This waiting period we have now, and as this podcast comes out, kids are just about to get their grades in a couple of days and they're kind of stressfully waiting for that final moment what is that like for you is they're kind of asking you questions and trying to figure out they kind of know what they got but they don't necessarily understand yet what the, the full grade is or how they're going to finish GPA well yeah it's my least favorite time of year because uh, there is nothing to do once the tests are all done but the final grades aren't visible in the system so we just kind of wait and see uh, which I think goes two directions sometimes I get uh, I got a text message yesterday from a student uh, on a different team who was just reporting a grade they had received on a test that was good and they thought they were going to get an A in the class now. So there's a lot of that if a professor puts a grade into Blackboard or a system they can see where they feel confident about their final grade, they'll reach out and share that, which is always good to know. <laughs> but I want to see that final grade in the system. So uh, it's a waiting in for those that we maybe are not so certain of. Wait and see. It's yeah. Uh, I try to occupy myself uh, with other things to do. Fortunately for them, they can go practice kind of without having to worry about it and it gives them a break from all the things that they're managing so I think they can focus on that in the meantime. We've talked with Julia Crocker on this podcast about her diverse interests and kind of her biology background and, and diving into the sciences. I'm curious from you as a court, an academic coordinator standpoint, what are those conversations like with her? I know you deal with kids of all different levels and all different academic interests but just someone who's so invested in the academic side that may be a little different from, from what you've seen. Yeah, she's great. She's uh, she's definitely invested in her own academics and the pursuit in the science or exercise science. And no, I remember reaching out to her. I think it was last year because you know reviewing schedules and making sure they're in degree applicable classes. And she was in an anatomy course that wasn't required. And I was just checking to see like, do you know you have to, don't have to take that? And she was like, oh no, I want to. I'm just doing that on my own. I was like, oh, go for it. You know, like that's that's a great thing. Um, but you know, I was just reviewing what had to be done and making sure she is aware. So she's that kind of student that uh, there'll be a challenge which she thinks is gonna benefit her, so she goes and, and pursues it, and she, she reaches out if she needs a resource um, or advice on something. But she's also great she, uh, speaking to her advisors or faculty and um, taking ownership, which is always the goal of her own education. And I, and I enjoy having those conversations with her because she, she does know kind of what she wants to do and which direction she's going. Since you've seen it now for about a month and a half of the season, as we get into January, the schedule loads up with games Tuesdays, Saturdays, Wednesdays, you name it. From your standpoint, I know study hall is a big part of it on the road, but what do you try to recommend to these kids to balance nine, ten games in a month and a, a full class schedule as January gets started? 
Planning, planning, planning is so much of it. I think uh, looking ahead, uh, and that's the big adjustment, I think, before college to here is you, you can't wait until the day or two before to figure out what you're going to do, especially uh, when you have games, because they just take up a lot of time. And so you have to look a week or more out and then see your total schedule of what's coming academically, what's your basketball schedule like, and how much time then do you have and where are those spots, and then making sure you're productive during the time that you've got. Um, so I think time management and organization. And in the spring, it's all about getting, hitting the ground running. You have to start quickly in the classroom. There's a slow build in the fall from both basketball and academics to where they, the level intensifies. But in the spring, you're in conference season, which we know is just a more intense uh, part of the season period. Every game means so much. And so that's from day one. And then academically, you need to start fast so that uh, you're in a good position in that second half once basketball uh, ends for the semester that you, you can finish strong. With you being here almost five full years now, you've had a chance to observe some of the seniors from when they first started. I'm thinking about Haley Barber with this discussion, but I, I'm curious. We've seen her kind of grow as a player on the court and get a lot better her last couple of years. What's it been like watching her grow up as a little kid from Summerfield, you know, first walking your door four years ago to now probably – couple months away from graduation and, and getting ready for that next step in her life yeah I think uh, I think what's great to see is just that growth in, in confidence in maturity and independence where um, kind of owning who they are and what they want to do and and making choices um, you know strong choices based on what they know they want to get done uh, just from my end you know simple things like class choices being uh, more self self-directed in those ways of just more certainty that comes with maturity. I think you see anybody as they grow, um, that confidence builds. You can see that in Haley. She's she's a confident individual who knows her strengths and is and knows what she can accomplish and, and goes out there and gets it. My final question for you: When you get these freshmen that come in, the Britneys, the Faiths, the Spenias of the world, they they can have the opportunity to take some summer sessions if it lines up with them. But what's that process like when a kid first gets here and they're trying to figure out? You know, obviously sometimes it's the undecided major or it's the how do I plan my schedule? How do you try to ease their nerves and <laughs> get them ready for that first couple of semesters? Uh, I think that summer can be great for that. One, just a familiarity with, with the place here, with who, we, who Campbell is and where we are. Just simple things like location of classroom buildings and marsh banks and the residence halls and the basketball stuff. Um, so they get to practice all of that in a really relaxed environment. They take one class. Um, practice is not as many hours a week. And then we, we have a summer bridge program that they participate in where we try and hit on those things uh, and talk about what the fall will be like and some of who you are and who you want to be while you're here and making um, some deliberate choices around your own values and then how does that fit with your academic pursuits. And sometimes they're really certain uh, of what they want to do and then just making sure that that is the right fit for them. They understand what that looks like. And then if they're not sure of giving them the options of ways they can explore that, uh, but I think that summer can be really helpful in trying to give them an idea of what to expect. And then when classes start and the, the campus is full, they already have a measure of confidence just from being here and having at least experienced one class and, and knowing they can do it at this level.